How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Products to fit you and your family's needs. Invest in a great night's sleep for the best you tomorrow. I'm awake and ready to take on anything. Better days start with Zequil Nights. Explore our products at zequil.com. Uses directed, keep out of reach of children. Bank of America is the proud employer of over 210,000 teammates who go above and beyond to support their clients' financial goals. Like Emily, who helps clients create a plan to build the future they want. Like a wedding, having kids, or retirement. All real achievements her clients have shared photos of. For all your financial goals, we're here to listen and help. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash about. Bank of America and a member FDIC equal credit opportunity lender. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing together. Millions of things for our planet. Thinking of having Turkey for the holidays, make sure to buy one that was humanely and ethically raised. One of the best options is to buy a Turkey direct from a local farm. If that's not an option, look for turkeys that are labeled either USDA organic or certified humane. Be wary of terms like natural cage free and no hormones as these terms aren't regulated. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a hundred things, a thousand, thousand things, a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Giannato and Jeffrey show. Coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at jwright 929 espn Dennis Fuller is producing the program for us. We're glad that he is with us. Sitting across from me is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist. The lead sports columnist the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee. Barely. Tied for eighth best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter at MGNato. Mark, good day, sir. Okay, here's my question for you, because it's a Tuesday, so we don't have football. Well, do we have football? We have a little action. There's action. Yeah, but the big... The, the, Is there Cusa? I'm curious what you think, because Tuesday night right now, is it's ba- to me, it's a basketball night. 
I tend to agree. It's a basketball night. And tonight you have the Champions Classic you in college basketball, and you've got the resumption, Jeffrey, of the in-season tournament in the NBA, including Grizzlies-Lakers. going to be a late night tonight I did for not, everyone. I did not know it was a cup night until yeah, it's a cup night. until uh, it flashed on the I, – I thought, I thought we were saying all cup nights were going to be Tuesday or whatever, Fridays. Who does a worse job? Like, I think it's very clear to me, whether it's the NBA or college basketball, they do a pretty poor job at making people get interested in the first quarter of their season overall. But who does a worse job? Um, both, both, like, it feels like there's... Very different strategies. Because the other thing is, I think the NBA... Because they're so heavy-handed, mm-hmm. and if you just like pay attention a little bit, you can just sense like everything feels just like a marketing gimmick. I think it rubs people the wrong way more. I think the well, I think I think the promotion of this in-season tournament, the the fact that the, they're going to have to change the format to have it be there needs to be a there needs to be an extra hook competitively. Like, it needs to matter for the I suppose you could actually, fans. I think you could, here would be my argument for it being college basketball. Mm-hmm. Who does a worse job? Right. College basketball inherently doesn't have the problem of load management. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like, everyone plays every game for the most part. Well, like, and and just when you have a 31-game schedule, inevitably the game each game matters correct. a little more than when you have an 82-game schedule. Correct. I think they both struggle with the same disease, and I don't know if it's necessarily their fault. They both inherently struggle with the more and more time goes on, the more and more it just becomes a postseason sport. Mm. And I think there's probably several factors for that. I feel like you say that about every sport now. Is any sport not a postseason sport Well, like in in college, I think you can still make the argument, college football is still a regular season sport to a certain degree. Um because part of college football is not everybody like there's only there's fewer title contenders in college football than there is any other sport. You can still say the NFL is largely NFL's both a regular and postseason yeah. sport. Like it's mm-hmm. it's both, but it's also scarcity of games. I think the biggest problem that college basketball has suffered from is the larger college conundrum in general. We've moved teams around so much that there aren't the natural rivalries. And then the NBA's always suffered from it because in the NBA, most of the rivalries are player-based. And so since they're moving around so much, do you, like, do you, in the end, do you care more? Like, the Clippers is the ultimate example. Like, there was a point in time where every Clippers game was significant for the Grizzlies just because mm-hmm. there was meaning. Yeah. Now it's like, whatever. Yeah. Because it's it's mostly player-dependent. I think... The bigger problem that college basketball is struggling with, it might also be events don't feel as special anymore because well, now well, there's too question. many of them. If the champions, like my problem with college basketball is like we've got two good games tonight in with the Champions Classic. It's Michigan State, Duke, right, and Kansas, Kentucky. Yep. And like I'd much rather see Kansas, Kentucky on a campus, you know, like in Fog in in Fog Allen or in Rupp Arena. I'd rather see Duke, Michigan State in East Lansing. Or at Cameron Indoor, like the I think, I think college basketball. I'm not saying it would be like doing gangbusters these games, even if they change with the campus sites. But it would, I to me, it'd be better if these games are 
you know, played not played in sterile football stadiums or sterile, you know, neutral sites. No, I, I agree with you, but you also see last night why that why that is unlikely to become the norm. Like f- to your point, I was much more geeked about Duke Arizona mm-hmm. because it was being played at Cameron Indoor. Also, Coach yeah. K did not disappoint. <laughs> I mean, when he sprinted up after that shot went in and just left in the same fashion that he did when he didn't shake uh, Hubert Davis's hand at the Final Four class act move. I just I found myself like, I'm back. Like, I'm in. <laughs> but that's so much better than just sterile Madison Square Garden. Well, at least St. John's plays like a decent chunk of its home games at Madison Square Garden. That was a little different last night. I yeah, think. but like, just in general, like I, like, I also don't, I don't have the reverence for NBA arenas that I do. Like, I just don't find them all that historic because for the most part, it's like it's like the third different building. Like, it's just the arena in the Manhattan. The garden is cool to go to. I, I thought it was cool going to whatever. Brooklyn, the, Barclays. Barclays. Yeah, Barclays was interesting. I mean, 10 years ago, it was cooler. Like, it is, it is cool when you step out of the subway and you see the, the Barclays there and the – you know the arenas. I guess my when, point it, is when that, it opened, it was like really I guess fancy my, schmancy. My now point it's is kind the, of, you know it's ten years old. Is that New York or is that the arena itself? It's like no, the, I think, but I think I think when I, I was going to say when I was out in L.A., I thought I, that had that feel when I was at the when I was at the Lakers games in the playoffs against the Grizzlies. Like yeah, but I would also wonder though, is that like my deal is I don't put Staples or Crypto.com on the same level that I would put Lambo. Fenway, no, Wrigley. yeah, no. I mean, the, well, you have to be around for a hundred years to be. But on like, that, but yeah. to the larger point is like, I think that's the Lakers because the mm. Lakers attracts a celebrity crowd. Yeah. It's the it's it, L.A. is a Lakers town. Like, I no, yeah, most most pro arenas. The last pro, like stadiums are a little different. Like when I went to Jerry World for the Cotton yeah. Bowl, that was like a ooh, I've never been in a stadium like this. Like this is cool. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, but. By and large, it's more college arenas and college stadiums that have that distinctive feel. Right, now. and I think it's largely because of history. Yeah. It's now I've never been to Lambeau. Like going to Wrigley, going to Fenway, um, those are experience. You know, you, yeah, yeah, those are experiences like that. I'm a Cardinals fan, and I think Wrigley Field's awesome. Um, yeah, Lambeau, I've never been to, but I, you know, everyone says that's you know that's a. But I that's do- one of those those spots, and then college. You got the you know a lot of college football stadiums. I feel like are very. You know, kind of iconic. I think also another aspect of it is we now see everything. Mm-hmm. So there's because there's more options, fewer games feel special. Well, I'm going to tell the truth because it's Tell the Truth Tuesday. I wish, <laughs> I wish the NBA and college basketball could figure out how to make it feel bigger at the beginning of the season. That's, I mean, I think I think I don't know what the answer is exactly, but I wish it would feel bigger. Because I love basketball, I love. I grew up, you know, I grew up in ACC country. Like I love college basketball, and like the reality is, even me, someone who loves college basketball, I find myself in November and December, like being like, you know, why can't, why isn't this feel bigger? I think it's largely because we keep adding things. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, you know, if you're going to use like Feast Week next week. Mm-hmm. Like in my mind, there's three tournaments. Mm-hmm. There's the Maui Invitational. Mm-hmm. There's the 
tournament they always played at Disney, whatever whatever they call the it now. Spice Clap. Yeah, it, whatever it, used to the traditional. I think it's old, just called the ESPN Invitational. Yeah. That's what Memphis played in last year. And then late night you had the Great Alaskan Shootout. Oh, yeah, those were the three. The Great Alaskan, those were the big three. Losing that was an underrated yeah. loss. Like that was I. That was Wednesday night, night at like oh. midnight. You know the midnight you had, tip. You knew you had all day Thursday of like just nothing but football. Yeah. More like. It was just that was. I remember one year, one year Duke played in it because Tr- Trajan Langdon yeah. was on the team and he was from Alaska, and they got upset by someone. I remember I was true. I don't even remember who they lost to, but I was, you know, I was a Duke fan growing up in Maryland territory. It was unfortunate at times, but I remember being devastated about a great Alaskan shootout loss that I didn't like. I woke up Thanksgiving morning and found out Duke had lost in the great Alaskan shootout. And there I was, was very. De- there was just something about that arena. Was it Fairbanks or was it Juno? There was something about that arena that, you know, the the lights were always very poorly lit. Like, you would have to struggle. The, the, the cameras would very much struggle to make that uh, picture uh, visible. Mm-hmm. There's something special about that. But now it's like... Oh, we do have a great Alaska. It's back. I think they try, but it's not. I remember trying to watch it. Last your your boy Andy same. Kennedy's going. It's UAB. We got. Uh, yeah, it's only four teams: UAB, Eastern Kentucky. That's not, the great, that's not the Great Alaska shootout, then. Yeah, UAB. It's called. The, it's not Alaskan. It's Great Alaska. They're trying to play it off like it's the same thing. Yeah, no, no, but it's UAB, Eastern Kentucky, Utah, Alaska, Anchorage. I think that would be my argument. Like they're trying to use the name. But clearly, it's been lawyered. Yeah, because someone still has the trademark, and they can't get the trademark. <laughs> like it's like it's 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 not the same. But I do think probably the answer in college sports is whether it be opening weekend, get rid of the kickoff classics, get rid of these stale, you know, big games. Be on stale campus. And, get them on campus. Yeah. Um, so we got a lot to get to because it is. There's a lot of basketball to get to. Tim Murray's going to join us at two forty. We'll talk. College football with him. We got the college football rankings, college football playoff rankings tonight. Also, the latest in the Michigan saga. We've got developments on the Texas A&M front. Um, Plenty to get to with him. Three o'clock or so, we will get into the list. Um, The aforementioned Champions Classic. The Bills lost on Monday Night Football to the Broncos and then fired their offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, got an update from him. Via Pat McAfee today, uh, he showed up with an eye patch on, oh. and I th- he was wearing a lyrics T-shirt. Mm. I I couldn't quite make out the lyrics, but I'm nearly certain it was a Taylor Swift song. And we got rumblings that Zach Levine is on the trade market. Mm. Well, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say rumblings. Yeah, Shams is reporting it, uh, so we'll dive into that in the list, and then uh, we'll get you ready for that uh, Grizzlies Lakers game tonight. Nine thirty tip. Right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. So drink drink some coffee. It's going to be a late one tonight uh, in L.A. But I guess we should start with the Grizzlies um, because it is the first. You know, this is a sim- this is one of those symbolic games, Jeffrey. If you're a narrative guy like me, this is a symbolic game. First meeting with the Lakers since losing to the Lakers in the playoffs last year. And... It felt, you know, you felt like after they lost that game six, it staggered everyone a little bit, the the way they went out against the Lakers, I'd say. But I still think the overwhelming sense was, you know, listen, 
they they probably needed this, you know, like they had gotten a little too they gotten a little too ahead of their skis. No, you, you definitely were spin zoning, but like you you were choosing to take the you still felt really good about. You were like, taking the long term approach of they needed to be humbled. This mm-hmm. will be the humbling, but that'll be they'll be better for it. Well, now we're here, and it's only ten games later, technically now number of months later, but ten games later, and you know at that point when they lose game six, yes, Ja had had that. Terrible end of the season with the you know, suspension, whatever. But you thought, okay, like he's going to have a summer where he's going to, de- you know. And then obviously the the second Instagram video thing happened, and he gets suspended for twenty five games. Um, and then this season, I would also argue, like, did everyone see the second gun related video coming? No I, one thought he was going to be suspended. No was, one thought he was going to be suspended for twenty five games. Correct, but he was starting to show signs. That was very when he did the whole freak out with the hand injury and the dramatic post game after game one. Like there were signs that something was off. Still, not to the. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. Like what I have had on the bingo card, another gun Instagram video. No, yeah, um, but they played ten games and. Until Sunday night, it had basically gone as poorly as you could have imagined. I felt like Sunday was the first game where it was like, because like even the second Portland game was like, even the first win, it was like, well, if you go 0-2 against Portland, yes. who's supposed to be terrible, like that's, you know, like even that win was just like, oh, thank well, goodness. And then you were having to do the move of the internal dialogue of, am I really going to celebrate winning at Portland? Yeah, but the Clippers win, even, again, no, agreed. The Clippers was the first one you could actually. You're like, all right, you could feel good. Like that was a good win. Yeah, um, and you know, I believe it was Chris Harrington who pointed it out first that like, you look at the standings. Like, yes, they are in a terrible position. They have the worst record in the Western Conference, I believe. Um, but being the worst in the Western Conference right now still only means you're two games back of tenth place, which isn't, you know, horrible. All considering you went two and eight in your first ten, um, and but it does feel like the franchise is in a different place than even it was when that series ended. Would you not agree? Uh, yes, it I think shifted that's that much because of the injury to Adam Stephen Adams. It's like the suspension to Ja, the injury to Stephen Adams, and then a disastrous start to the season. Yeah, um, you just it feels like you're in a slightly different place. There's a little. The way I phrased it in my column over at commercialpill.com, there's like a fear there that wasn't there before. And maybe I'm projecting, perhaps. But isn't there like a little bit of fear of like, man, I can kind of see a scenario where this whole this whole nucleus doesn't work out the way, you know, I thought it would. And I wasn't necessarily at I, I never would have would have even considered that before. I think at a certain level I could argue that this was inevitable. But mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't see it coming. It wasn't part of the models, and I, I think, certainly didn't see it. I coming. think you can also make the argument, well, no one ever sees it coming. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you just mm-hmm. you, you think the new standard is the new standard until the players leave. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And like, maybe it's only ten. You know, like there are, I would also make this argument though, because this is a little, it's a little annoying to me. Mm-hmm. They've only played ten games. Yeah, it's really hard. Even if you're at the bottom of the division, when you've mm-hmm. only played ten games, it's hard to be. Much worse than two games away from eleventh, <laughs> tenth, whatever. Ten, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. whatever. Yeah. There's only five teams. There's only four teams in between. No, if anything, you're just you're lucky. 
Like the reality is, if you go two and eight over your next ten, my guess is the gap is going to be widened by more than two games. Yeah, but I guess the point that I'm making is, when you've only played ten games, like you look at it, the best team in the West are the Ma- or the best teams in the West are the Mavs and the Nuggets at eight and two. Mm-hmm. It's only six games ahead. Correct. Of you. Like yeah. it's not. Yeah. The numbers have not played out to where, like, think about it in these terms. Yeah, you can do the move of they're only two games out of the play-in, but let's use football brain. If the team leading the conference is 8-2 and two, and you're 2-8, and eight, mm-hmm. that's a significant margin where you go, they've only played 10 games, but, like, we would, it, it's almost just like people are chasing the number, and my argument would be is, like, I don't know how much wider the gap could truly be. Yeah. Well, I look at this two ways. You can look at it, they're two and eight, and they just finished theoretically, you know, again, like it could change based on who's available on given nights, but theoretically, they just played the easy part of the schedule without John Morant. Like over these 25 games, the first 10 are easier than the next 10. If you're just looking at it on paper, you would have said the first half is a significantly easier schedule. Now, as we've seen, like it doesn't always work out that way. And then the other part, the other way you could look at it is they're two and two since getting Bismack Biombo. And maybe if they can, you know, if they can stabilize around there, you know, win two out of the every five the rest of the way. So go six and nine the rest of the way. It's not ideal still. You're still in a pretty deep hole when Ja comes back. That would put you like eight and seventeen. Can you go two and three over these next, you know, these next five game stretches? I think the problem because maybe two, maybe two, throw a three and two in there, and then you got nine. Yeah, I mean, wins. can you? Yeah, can you get a schedule win one of those yeah. nights? Like, because we we only look at the teams playing, but I haven't done the math of who's coming in on a back to back. Like uh, Rob Fisher, I'm sure has his schedule. Mm-hmm. If, if you go back and find it. And you can see, well, and like, ma- for instance, you're going to play the Suns next Friday. Are you going to get the Suns with all three of those guys? Are you going to get, you know, sure. tonight? Are you getting the Lakers with LeBron, LeBron and AD? Like, you know, know. What, like, you, what version are you getting? I don't know. We I don't know. You, line, I don't think there's anything on, new on LeBron other than like the line has moved from four and a half to six and a half. That would kind of suggest that LeBron's playing. Correct. Okay. But along the same lines, I would also point this out. Like your your eyes do tell you it is a cup game. There's no question. You know, it's cup like it's game. a cup game, but they're not. This is not the T, the TNT game. No, no, it's not a national Correct. TV. Correct. So, game. well, he's exempt from all that stuff, anyways. Remember? Yes. So all the uh, load management rules. If you look at since they've been playing with Bismack, Biz, I love how he's he's already got a nickname and everything. Like he's clearly. It's so funny to me. Like it's he's it's already been accepted. Like. Okay, this guy's going to be on the team the rest of the year. I we, get, we got he's got a nickname. He's take I saw I, he's taking aside Jacob Gilliard and giving him yeah. words of wisdom before he goes up on the podium. Uh, yeah, I think the way that you have to look at it is have since inserting him into the lineup, and I would also argue since inserting Gilliard at the point, they look like a more functional team that resembles more of what you're used to seeing this team play well as. Mm-hmm. I would also point out in that two and two, you beat Portland, mm-hmm. and then you beat the Clippers, who have yet to win a game since adding James Harden. And I do think, if we're being honest, where the Grizzlies did play well on Sunday, I do think 
from a basketball perspective, the game said more about the Clippers than it did the Grizzlies. Now, I also think at this point, if you're the Grizzlies, you don't really care. Like, we said this yesterday. Context doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it's just, it, it, you know what I mean? Like, you just need wins, to your point. Like, however, if you want to start doing the two or three, like, you don't care yeah. who, you don't care how. It's like, no. figure out how that happens. Yeah, because, I mean, you look at the schedule. You got the Lakers tonight. Then you got, you got a nice little break here. Might get might get Xavier Tillman back tonight. He's questionable. Probably get him back certainly by the the back to back Saturday Sunday. You get the Spurs Saturday, but then you're going. I believe it's Celtics. Then uh, your first game against Dylan Brooks and the suddenly red hot Houston Rockets, who have won a bunch in a row. Um, and everyone's talking about how Dylan's a chance. You know, D- Dylan is now the player everyone wanted him to be in Memphis. Uh, I'd like a little larger sample size before I declare that definitively. Um, but that, and then you've got Phoenix, who I believe tonight is going to have all three for the first time. That's the that's the plan. That's the talking points, yes. And so may, you might end up having to face that. You know, whereas if you'd faced him a week ago, you, you get a weakened version of the Suns. But now you're going to get with Beal, Booker, and Durant possibly on Wet Friday, and then the Timberwolves will look really good. Um, and Anthony Edwards looks like you know. I thought you might. Did you see the highlight of him the other night? The, uh, the, the other day. Well, no, him and Draymond going at it. Oh yes, barking at each other, and then Anthony uh, uh, Anthony Edwards like kind of torching them in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter after after Draymond went after him. No, I mean Anthony Edwards is having the the early sample is that he is having the leap that. He was projected to have after the summer. He's having the, the season Ja had two years ago. Yes. That's but, like, you know, everyone was talking about during Team USA, like, yeah. he's poised to have that kind of jump, and so far the returns have been that he is. I think this is kind of the other problem, though, that I have when we talk about, like, yes, the goal is you've got to give yourself, like, a puncher's chance, however you mm-hmm. do that. The problem is when everyone just starts doing raw numbers of they're only two back, they're only two back, it's like, okay, look mm-hmm. at it this way. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you my tell the truth. All right, I think they're gonna make the play-in. I think they are a play-in team this year. That's what's gonna happen. Okay, so here for that to be the case, I don't think they're gonna turn it around where they're gonna be able to work themselves back in the top six. I think when Ja, like by the time Ja comes back, that's just gonna be too hard. And if you look at this historically, teams that bounce back from these kind of horrible starts. They don't know. They don't go. They don't rebound and become a four seed. No, they you know, they, they, they rebound they sneak and, in like, and yeah. become a dangerous playoff team. Right? Yes. Okay. All right. Look at it this way. I have no problem believing that they will pass the Jazz, the Spurs, and the Blazers, all teams that they are within a game and a half of. Mm-hmm. Or we're we're cool there. Yes, those teams are not trying to win. All right. Here's the problem. You're now going to have to pass at least. The Clippers, the Pelicans, the Rockets, the Thunder. I mean, you don't have to. I mean, you want you have to pass like two. No, but of I'm those. saying uh, no, no, no. You got, of the four, you got to pass. Well, it's three like, of them. Well, and you've got. Oh, you think Houston's going to remain at a well, six I've and three? Houston, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm, I'm so I'm I'm not looking at the standings. I'm mm-hmm. looking at the teams that I think you don't belong there. Houston's not, in my opinion, Houston's not staying up there. Yeah, in the top four. I don't think the Thunder are staying up there in the top four, and. Then I'm including New Orleans, New Orleans, and the Clippers. But you've got to pass at least three or three of those, of those two, four, two, right? Because if you pass the three you mentioned already, you're sitting in twelfth, 
And that just means you have to pass two more to get in to squeak into the play-in. Correct. So I think that's doable, especially once Ja comes back. I, I, I mean, this it, is, it's shaking out to me. It looks like the Western Conference. I, I think someone around like you're gonna as long as you're like in the vicinity of 500, you're gonna have a chance to make the play-in. I also think people are also making this assumption. It is going to be undeniable that the team will be so much better with Ja Morant. Yes. It's also... Now, I don't know if they're top... Like, I don't buy that the, even when Ja... Like, correct. Like, I don't know if when Ja comes back, they're not going to be a title contender. They're, like, back to being the team they were at the end of last year when Ja comes back, it feels like. Correct. And also, when Ja comes back, they're still probably going to go through peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... It's not just you're adding John. Ja and it's like an easy button. John ja well, does, ja does make it. John ja makes everything better. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful they can. But like my point is, off when there's this back. there's this growing sentiment that's like as soon as Ja comes back, they're gonna go fifty and fifteen. I don't know about well, that, that'd be too many games. How many how many games can he? I'm play? sorry, whatever. No, that'd be fifty seven is the total he can play that whatever, most that they're gonna go that they'll go forty five and twelve. Forty five and twelve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna happen. But can they go? 35 and 22. Maybe you can do that. You know, something like that. That'd be pretty good. Okay, but so let's say in your scenario, that would put them at like, eight, let's say, let's eight say they and win 17. Se- yeah, 8 and 17. And you go th- so that's you're, what you're going to have to do, honestly, if you want to like be any, have any sort of certainty to make the play in. Because if you're, that puts you at 40, that puts you at 43 and 39 for the season, which is like, you know, probably going to be in like that 7 to 10 range. I still think, though, it's not a guarantee. No, it's not. But it's my truth. They're going to be a playing team. And I think, it, I, think, I think the magic number is going to be that 500. Like, if you can be above 500, the other thing that, you'll be okay. I think the other thing that it's also getting, like, ignored, mm-hmm. it's not just Ja coming back and them playing well when he comes back, but they don't have a lot of margin for error either. Mm-hmm. I mean... You're basically everyone's acting as if we're playing these games with injuries turned off. Yeah, no. I, the reality is they're going to lose another guy at some point. I mean, that's Someone's the way going to get that's the way up. the season typically goes. And if they don't, well, then all of a sudden that becomes a a, a different discussion. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to me, like that, like there's, it's not just going to be Ja comes back, everything is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like there's going to be other there's other parts of the NBA season. Yeah, it's uh. It has certainly made things a lot dicier than I anticipated they would be this season. Um, but right, I gotta that's tiger. the reality. All right, I got to tell your football, tell the truth. You ready? Oh, okay, here we go. We'll talk more Grizzlies next hour. Saturday should determine whether or not Ryan Silverfield gets that extension that's being oh, wow. whispered, whispered about, about. In, in the trees, in the leaves. You can hear it. Well, you know, he's only got two years left after this year. Jimmy, you can't coach with that. Of course, yes. No, uh, only it, profession where like yeah, literally having, having two years on your deal is like it's untenable. It's I can't do that because and it's even more absurd when you think about the excuses usually recruiting. They're not here for more than a year guaranteed anyway. <laughs> like whoa, 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 this is this is Jeffrey. I cannot. I have to look them in the eye and tell them I'll be here when you graduate. When you walk that stage, I'll be here. I wonder. I've actually started thinking about this. Is there? Is there any other business where agents control the market quite like college football? Because it's even more so, in my opinion, than college basketball. 
It definitely doesn't. It's not in any pro sport. It's really not. And like the movie business, it really doesn't feel like it's the agents necessarily as it is like who's like who's bankable. Mm-hmm. Or well, it feels like the studios run things more than the right. Agents. But and like, but it feels like like they're. It's less about we want this guy's client. It's more like do we think that guy can make us a ton of money? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the actor or the talent, whatever. But the reason why I say that is if indeed this game goes the way that I suspect. Which is? I think SMU is going to win pretty comfortably. Okay. I still don't think that there has been anything this season that says you deserve more than I can go along with the, as I like to call them, fake extensions. Where mm-hmm. like you tack- Cosmetic. Correct. So you can look the recruit in the eye and sure. say, "I got four years left on my deal." Sure, but this. But I, how do you do that without raising? Like, you ultimately, do, the I way mean, his buyout you know is structured you is know like, who's on a fake extension mm-hmm. and is going to get a real extension? Eli Drinkwitz. Well, because but like how? So how would it be structured? Like it would be you have two years it's, left on your deal, but when we fire you, we don't have to pay for those two years. Typically, what happens is you tack on two years, and then the buyout changes by like five hundred grand. Because so, already he has a buyout where it's structured. I think he gets half of what's remaining, it's like, right? It's like 70%. It's like, yeah, it's a certain percentage. It's like two-thirds or whatever, some some percentage of what his remaining salary is. My biggest deal, though, is I could kind of see this coming during the summer mm-hmm. in which I still say, I test-wise, I'm not sure that this team is better. Mm-hmm. I'm also in the camp of the the guys should have been celebrated for what they've done the last few weeks. Like if you can't root for if you can't root for walk on kicker that wasn't even expecting like to hit who a was 40, a punter correct, who was a punter correct hitting a forty one yard <laughs> if you can't celebrate that then it's like what are you watching sports for if you can't celebrate a guy that goes down when he's trying to run the football knowing that he's already banged up clearly in agony having to go off. Going back in and gutting gets, it out. Gets, let's be honest, like shot up again. Yeah. Like, like he said, he said he took more medicine, whatever yeah. the hell that means. Uh-huh. Like, we know what that means. Right. And it's like, if you can't celebrate that, it's like, what are we watching sports for? The bigger problem that I see is that the record is now not reflective of program trajectory. But you've had several measuring stick games, mm-hmm. and so far, you haven't really passed them. You've had two. This is the third. And I guess if you want to say the Boise game, yeah. that's fine, but Boise has fired their coach. Yeah. And by the way, Boise's in the exact same position that you are. They're still alive for their conference title. I suppose you can make the argument Boise's not alive for the New Year's Six, and mm-hmm. Memphis has a pulse on the yeah. New Year's Six. Mm-hmm. But the way that I see it is this league is becoming more and more Conference USA than it is this league that was not – in the P5, but it was clearly a distance itself from the rest of the G5. Mm-hmm. This league is moving way more to the this G5 is than part it is. of the G5. Correct. This is part of the correct. Like it is like I, the reality also, is, though, but that also means we're also in the initial stages. Like mm-hmm. it's all this job's only going to get harder. No, no, they got they got the AAC is benefiting right now from like people are viewing Tulane in the prism of well, they you know they won the Cotton Bowl last year. They're not necessarily looking like Tulane's doing the same thing Memphis is doing right Correct. now. And, and I do think if James Madison was eligible, they'd be, I think, ranked ahead of Tulane. Well, and this is another thing. Whether or not it's going to have any impact, 
Game day is going to JMU this this week. Mm-hmm. And if you've if you've as someone who has watched a lot of JMU games because they are a cash cow, mm-hmm. everything on the broadcast is all about how completely unfair this is that yeah. they're not eligible. What there's they're gonna, gonna be a lot of pressure put on this. The weekend. entire game day is gonna be an infomercial about JMU being ruled eligible. And and it could it could get interesting. Correct. Yeah, that's that's a that's a curveball I didn't think about. Yes. Um Yeah. I think you're right. Like you gotta beat someone to get like an ex- to get an extension. Um in my mind, to really, like, for the university to commit further to Ryan Silverfield, I think he should have to beat someone to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that being said, I don't know if that's how it's going to play out. I think if he goes 9-3, and three, he's getting an extension. I guess, though, this would be my argument. Who's coming after him? Because this is the other yeah. thing. Jason, on the last show, Mm-hmm. Somewhat tongue and cheekly made the case for Ryan getting the Mississippi State job, mm-hmm. and here's all you need to know: almost everyone would universally have the same reaction. Well, what are you going to do? You know, it's an <laughs> SEC gig; he's got to go. Whereas that would be like the first time that that's happened. Like, no, remember there were when some Norvell, people in Norvell, Norvell, Florida State, yeah. like, how dare he? Like, no, I no. remember reading on Twitter the the arguments that Memphis was a better job, and I'm sitting no. there going. You know, but it was all just coping. It was grief. It was right. grieving. It was right. the grieving this, process. This is the ultimate of like, listen, we are so happy for him. Him and his family, like, you know, <laughs> it's just the best. Like, you know, what do you, what do, you do? They can, runs the SEC, a, listen, runs a good clip. If I give when Mississippi the SEC, State call, the SEC came call. What are you gonna do? When, when Mississippi State calls with like yes. the reference call, it's just you know. What, you're not gonna have a better better person in the building. <laughs> Best GPA in Memphis Graduates football history. Makes makes men. Um, I don't know. I hate talking about it like this because he he does deserve some credit for this team being eight and two. I think the schedule deserves more. <laughs> and and you know, I'm just I just wish the conversation could wait until after they actually. That's not how sports works. I know, but it, they, that's wrong. It's like I don't. I push back well, on that pick as a new like profession. No, nah, I just feel like it's not pick a new profession. I just I don't think. If Most you want to people do, think wanna, like that. If you want to write, that's fine. But sports talk radio, that's what we do. I know, but I don't think most people think like that. I think most people are, are really looking forward to this game. And, like, I frankly, like, eight and a half seems to, like, when's the last time Memphis was an eight and a half point underdog at home? Uh, I mean, like, I don't think the Ole Miss and Mississippi State games no, I think the last Memphis couple was years. Favored. Memphis was favored in the Ole Miss game. I think it was three and a half against State. Like the UCLA game, it wasn't this big of a no, spread. No, the UCLA for game that. was like three and a half. Like, and I can't imagine there's an AAC game where they've been this big of a under. Maybe, maybe a UCF game. That at some Did point, they ever play a home game with when they like remember when they went to UCF and they had to play Peter Parrish. Like that was that, but that was in that was in Orlando. Saying, that's it's in Orlando, I, I, have they had a game where they had to play like the third quarterback? I mean, like that 2018 year where they were. Four and four, or whatever, four and three at that point, I think, or maybe even four and two. But I don't think it was eight and a half. I don't think it was this high. Like I, I just I, I give them more of a shot in this game than you do. I, I, I see. This is also how I would look at it. the fact that that line is that line. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, Vegas very clearly does not think the Tigers have much of a chance in this game. I, I just think the AAC is wacky, and I would be I would be surprised if they got okay. worked at home. The AAC is 
Wacky, you also have to keep in mind this is not the AAC anymore. It's been pretty. St- it's been pretty status quo. Yeah. Well, maybe this is this is the week it goes a little wacky. Right, for old time's sake, underdog. Of what did you say? It's eight and a half. Eight. I think it went up to eight and a half at this point. Um, but I don't know. I and I kind of like the fact that they're a big underdog. Like this this team this year. One thing you can say about this team. They have played up and down to their competition. Like the Missouri game, you know, like if they played the way they have the last couple weeks against Missouri, they probably lose by three, four touchdowns to Missouri. They play, you know, like they played pretty well against Missouri. Um, and Tulane, I mean, ultimately, they had a shot to win that game. They were up, you know, they're up ten in the third quarter, right? Isn't that right? They were up ten and lost by eleven, right? Yeah, and so. They had opportunities in the last both, time of their, they, both of the get losses that they've had this year. The last time they were this big of an underdog mm-hmm. was at home. Correct. Home underdog. Mm-hmm. 2015, uh, the Ole Miss game. Ole Miss game that they won. Kim Dietschy got knocked out. <laughs> and and Hugh was running like trick plays because Hugh was trying to run it up because he didn't get the women's basketball job and he kept a grudge. And then mm. after they got beat because of how he coached the game, he was yelling at Ross Bjork to cancel the series. Cancel the series. I, I heard that part. I don't know about mm. the women's basketball stuff. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so, you know, you never know, Jeffrey. This this is That is what I, I acknowledge. That's why they play the games. Yeah. Yeah. I I like the fact that they're underdogs in this game. Um, let's talk a little bit, uh, a little bit more college football. Tim Murray, he's – Going to join us next from VEASAN. We'll talk college football playoff rankings tonight. Michigan, maybe a little Memphis SMU. Uh, a lot more to get to. You're listening to Giannato and Jeffrey on 92.9. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. FM ESPN. 
Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network, only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Tim Murray's the host of V-CIN uh, Primetime, airing live every weeknight, 5 until 8 p.m. locally. It's on Twitter on X at one Tim Murray. Of course, those are the VSIN College Football Betting Podcast. Tim, I guess let's start here. Do we have Vegas odds of whether or not Jim Harbaugh is going to get this temporary restraining order? <laughs> uh, nothing that I've seen. No, not yet. Uh, I, I got no I got idea. an interesting take. Mark, of course, our Michigan man, and of course, Mark was just you know gloating about playing grown man football, not even having mm. to throw a pass. Yes. I got a different. Bo would have been so proud of that. Uh, so yeah, that's the spin zone. I got a different take on it. That's what happens when your offensive line coach, head, your offensive line coach, play caller doesn't have someone else in his ear, and he just kept calling run, 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 run. Because all I kept doing was like that game should not have even been as close as it was, but it was just like they were just trying to prove a point. Or they don't trust JJ McCarthy to throw the football. But like Harbaugh's been in big games and he's trust. Like let's see. C said now that maybe that could be the argument. Maybe maybe Sharon doesn't trust JJ as much as Harbaugh does. But like they've been in big games and that's never happened. Or you could say it was this. This is another spin zone that Michigan fans have gone with. Um, you know, you're, you're say, you say you know we steal signals. Here we're going to tell you exactly what we're going to do, and we're still going to beat you. I I just I left myself I left either like I I get it we got to see what Georgia did to Ole Miss and I kind of expected that but I just found myself going Michigan does what Georgia does but Georgia Georgia's so much more dynamic offensively. Yeah, I mean Georgia has as the season has gone on. Now Ole Miss stinks. I I, I they're Olmus Olmus was Olmus's record was as good as it possibly could be. They have won like I don't think this Olmus roster is all that good. They'd won a bunch of one-score games. Like they they play pretty gritty. They play pretty smart. They don't beat themselves. But they've gone up against two superior rosters and they've lost by multiple touchdowns in both games. Yep. And the Tulane score was not indicative of of how that game played out and they were playing a backup quarterback and Tulane is proving not to be all that good anyways either. So, uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting roster. We'll see if the lane train is uh, trying to work his way to College Station. Feels like he's already kind of putting out some, uh, uh, you know, typical lane comments uh, regarding that already. So, uh, but, no, I, I look, Michigan's the real deal, man. Uh, are they going to win a national championship? I don't think so. I don't think they're dynamic enough offensively. Uh, I still think their running backs are not as – good as they were last year uh the o-line is awesome the J, uh, jj mccarthy is eh, i don't know he's it, better it, than last year i yeah. i just the he i don't Do they have I playmakers think, out wide that's the other thing that really i mean that is the other thing it's like i don't see the receivers and then granted mcconkey like, i don't know can mcconkey and bowers both say healthy but that was the first time that mcconkey bowers and mims all played and there's a reason why george's offense looked unstoppable 
Yeah, I mean, and Georgia's got more dudes than. than uh, here's a hot Michigan. take. I don't know how hot it is. I stand by this. I've watched them both play all year. I would rather have Carson Beck than JJ McCarthy. I agree. I think Carson mm. Beck's really good. Interesting. Do you think it'll matter? By the way, two or three weeks ago, of the 33 people at the Athletic who voted on the Heisman straw poll, mm-hmm. two had J.J. McCarthy winning the Heisman at that point. I'm like, do you watch the football games, or do you just – I don't – it wasn't even, like, statistical-based. Like, it wasn't a projection. It was who's winning the Heisman right now, and two people at the Athletic that cover the sport said J.J. McCarthy. How? Well, it was probably presuming he'd have a big game against Penn State and then a no, big no, no, game no, no, against no, no, no. It was voting on oh, as at of, that at moment. At that moment, yeah, then no. That I mean, what do. I guess what did he? What was his TD to interception ratio? When it like when it, it's his completion percentage that is really high. He's like almost at eighty because he's running the triple option mostly. <laughs> he's, he's just almost, throwing bubble screens. Um, he's yeah, he's had some nice throws, but I'm with you that I think Georgia looks better than Michigan. I'm a Michigan fan, and like Georgia looks better than Michigan. I, I'm curious. Tim, do you think it matters if Harbaugh suspend? Like, let's say that the thing doesn't go well on Friday, and he has to sit out the last two games. Do you think it? Do you think it will cost them ultimately? Like, do you think it'll be something we look back no. like they'll lose to Ohio State, and you'll go, you know, what if they had Harbaugh? Or, or in from Ohio State's version, it'll be, you know, you well, yeah, but you beat them without their head coach. Like, do you think it'll matter? I don't think so, personally, because he's there all week. He's installing the game plan. He's just. I mean, I know that you know. I'm not. I'm not trying to diminish what. A, no one a goes for fourth and two like game. Jim Harbaugh. Though no. <laughs> I will say though, I because I bet on Michigan pretty significantly. They are missing like a game management element. Like they were. There were several times in the second half where they were like late getting the play in and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like I think when you have to be the head coach and the play caller, like I do think that that. I think it helps the fact that Ohio State or Michigan's at home against Ohio State in two mm-hmm. weeks. I think that really helps them. Um, I know, did. I, I will also say, despite all my Michigan nitpicking, I st- everything I've watched, I'm like, they're going to beat Ohio State. They beat Ohio State the last two years with C.J. Stroud, and C.J. Stroud looks like he might be a top-10 quarterback in the NFL right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't necessarily see it. But what, do, you, do you think they're America's team, though, Tim? I do. Yeah, they're, yeah really? I mean, yeah, we like cheaters. <laughs> Alleged we like, cheaters. We like, Nothing's been proven we yet. Like, I, lo- I love the spin zone of college coaches. It is it is elite, though. I mean, Kirby Smart last year telling the Georgia players that people picked them to go 6-6. 7-5, 7-5. Six and six. Seven and five, seven and five. Uh, It was, you know, we were, you know, no one believed in us. I'm like, yeah, you guys were the favorite in every game. Everybody believed mm-hmm. in you. You were a 14-point favorite against TCU. Um, I can show you my betting slip. I believed in you. No, I believed. That was the <laughs> I, biggest I, bet. That I, was the biggest bet I had all college football I was, season. I was looking for extra alternate lines. Like I was looking for <laughs> alternate lines on the deep web. Like I, yes, I believed in you. Yeah. So uh, you know, Michigan against everybody. It's uh, it, it, it is. I love it. I, I love the. I love this sport that we that we love and, and share so was much. Harbaugh like Harbaugh knew he was like he was doing that on purpose, right? He doesn't actually believe that, right? He was doing that to kind of. I don't know what Jim. He was doing that to take pressure off of like the players. I I don't, Tim. I don't know if you know Ryan Glassfield, but but he's one of my buddies. We've had him on the show. Ryan lives in Chicago, and what I've always thought what he was doing is 
he was just galvanizing Michigan fans. And if mm. Mark's group chat is any reflection, we've we've never been more together since college. And, basically, it's been it's been wonderful. And Ryan lives in <laughs> Chicago, and Ryan said he has seen double the amount of Michigan gear. He says it is just galvanizing everyone. Oh, it's, I mean, it is. It has definitely. So, on a certain level, I'd say it's working. Yeah, it has definitely sparked. Uh, the fan I, base. I would agree. I mean, the, you know, the, I, I ran into a Michigan guy yesterday in, uh, in, in at Circa last night, and he was, you know, he's like, "Oh, don't get me started." Oh no, you know. So everyone's everyone thinks they're out to get him. No, the best part is like, I, there are now serious discussions being had by people who can actually make this happen. Of like. If they don't get rid of this commissioner, we got to leave the Big Ten. Oh, God, like, that'd be so great. There are seri- well, I tweeted it out, man. You know, Oregon State and Washington State, come on over. We'll have a three-team conference. No, 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 no. Tim, we've already put – me and my friends – They're going to the put, SEC. We, oh, no, I'm sorry. They're, they're no, building no. their own league. Sorry, yeah. We're building our own league. We're inviting Notre Dame, USC, UCLA, Florida State, Clemson, Miami, and then, as my friends put it, we got, we'll get a Texas school of some kind. Yeah, SMU. Yeah, there you go. They, they got all the, they got all that money. Well, what that I, would that would be awesome if they just built their own conference. <laughs> I mean, didn't they kind of do that once upon a time? It's called the Big Ten. Well, because like the his see what people don't realize is like the history of the Big Ten. Like the reason Michigan State is in the Big Ten, if you go back and look at the history of the Big Ten, is a very similar circumstance to this, where Michigan was like recruiting kids in a shady way like they were giving kids jobs that like they were they were like I don't know if they were technically breaking the rules but they were breaking the spirit of the rule much like this where they were giving kids no, no, jobs this one they broke the rules <laughs> they were get allegedly they were giving kids jobs in the off season and their whole league got so mad at Michigan that despite them they Michigan had blocked Michigan state joining the Big 10 that is how Michigan State got in the Big Ten, is everyone was so pissed at Michigan, they said, you know what, screw you, Michigan, we're inviting Michigan State into the Big Ten. I just, Tim, I just kept thinking as, uh, as Sharon was giving the the speech with, to Jenny. I think it's Sharon. Sharon, sorry, to, to Jenny Taft. Like, I just kept thinking about, imagine if I would have come on these airwaves after Ja got suspended the second time and would have started crying and talking about, like, what, you know, everything's for Ja, like, whatnot, like, the fact that we're literally acting like someone died because he's been suspended two times in the man. same season. He had to leave his team hours before the game, Jeffrey. It's emotional. I will say the biggest upset, I I truly did not. like. I thought that they were going to have the legal stuff. Like I was truly surprised he wasn't on the sideline on Saturday. I thought they were. Yeah, I thought. Cause didn't, they got outsmarted. Uh, they didn't got Bruce outsmarted. Feldman uh, report yes. something yes. on Saturday morning? Well, what what happened that, was, what's been reported now, what happened is, is you the Big Ten, in anticipation of Michigan doing this, because Michigan all but said, this is well, what we're going to do. They leaked out their entire legal plan, like the whole week. The Big Ten hired a local attorney in Ann Arbor to draft up like a opposition brief. And once he filed the opposition brief, unless unless that judge wanted, unless that judge was cool being viewed as like an unabashed homer, which most judges are not, um, he was going to have to grant a hearing because once someone files an opposition brief in these types of cases, like that's the the prudent thing to do, that's the just thing to do, and you're a judge. So they kind of got outsmarted. It feels like a little bit, <laughs> but their their own plan backfired on them because they were so public about it.
But didn't, I mean, you guys would know better than me. Didn't Penny Hardaway kind of do the old, what are you going to do? Yes, but but, Harbaugh should have done that. It it happened by surprise, and there was no opposition brief filed in that moment. And so there was not, like, they could just grant the emergency appeal. Yes. And also, it wasn't Veterans Day. Yeah, that's true. That's the other thing. Federal holiday. Yeah. It was, uh, I don't know. And the fact that they're having the, Hearing on Friday is also weird to me. Like, why not do it like today? Or you know, like you having it happen right before the. It just adds to the drama and makes like the storyline grow even more. And then, God forbid, I really hope as a Michigan as a as a sports observer, sports talk radio host, columnist, sports fan, I would love to see Jim Harbaugh take the stand on Friday to explain his side. As a Michigan fan. Please, Jim, do not take the stand. We don't need you under oath here, okay? We do not need – we don't need to add potential perjury well, charges here to what, the – What was the line? How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.